Welcome to Billionaire Healthcare, bringing the health secrets of the rich and famous to you. Your host is Ashley Black. We'll talk about what's really going on inside your body and what you can do to take control of your health and wellness. Now, here is your host, Ashley Black. Good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. I can tell that this show is going to be kind of like an auctioneer. I feel like we're going to be like, oh, we're going to get in the yoga and then we're going to go into blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Because as Bart and I and Olivia were preparing for the show, there's just so much that we want to cover with the topic of yoga. And we know so many of our listeners through Voice America and so many of our Fascia Blaster users are avid um, yoga doers. So all of my yogis out there, while we're on the live feed, pull it up, Bart. It's going to be fun to watch this. I want you to tell me where you do your yoga, you can plug your studio. Um, and I also want you to tell me what kind of yoga that you do. And um, hopefully we can address a whole, address a whole bunch of that. Um, but first, let me, let me make sure everybody has the proper resources. Um, we do. We're so excited. We have a new mic on our live feed. So if you want to actually physically see us, you can go to Facebook and go into the private group on Fascia Blasters where we are uh, broadcasting a live feed and we can see your comments. So don't say anything crazy because we can actually see it. Um, I also am live on voiceamerica.com. Um, We're in the health section on billionaire healthcare. Um, these shows are replayed and archived both on Facebook, yay, and which is new, <laughs> and on um, Voice America. So you can go back and re-listen to the show, or if you're listening and you got to go, your boss is looking at you, whatever. Uh, don't worry, you can still have it. And I'm going to encourage all of you to stick around after this show because I was going to take a bunch of pictures to talk about how to modify yoga, but what better than to go ahead and do it almost like a little mini workshop um, after the show. So if you are listening on Voice America when the show concludes, go ahead and go on to the live feed in Fashion Blasters and Facebook. Okay, so again... I'm going to be talking fast, so stay with me, people. So I have our in-house staff, which you guys are getting really popular. I feel like Oprah now, and I've got my Dr. Phil and Susie Orman. and Your entourage. <laughs> I've got my entourage of experts. So um, the two experts I have today are the two that are really, I think, most needed for a show about yoga, which is um, Olivia Henry. Hey, she's coming to us. By the way, she sounds amazing like she's in studio, but she's actually in Los Angeles. So what's up, girl, from L.A.? (laughs) And Bart and I are in Texas. Um, Olivia is our movement specialist. Um, She has worked with me over the years with pro athletes, billionaires, some of the most famous people. We've done movies together, and she has been the kind of exercise make sure they don't get hurt person. (laughs) And then of course, Bart, his resume is amazing. He's got tons of education. He's our resident science nerd. I didn't realize really how nerdy you were until yesterday when I was editing your blog. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Bart comes from the world of pro sports. And um, what's amazing is um, really by diving into some of the most recent research, we are validating um, why all of this stuff is working, including yoga and I have a lot of really great things to say about yoga and I also have some kind of warnings to tell you about yoga and I also want to tell you um, a whole lot about why why it works so that instead of just 
cruising into a yoga class or like I know tons of people have apps and people are doing it at home that you really understand what's happening with the fascia. You know, um, I don't want to become a yoga expert, but I am a fascia expert and I want to link those two together. And um, we can certainly make a case for why this uh, art form or exercise form has transcended so many generations. Olivia, you probably did some research. How far back do do these yoga poses go? I mean, there's arguments that Yoga goes back 10,000 years, but we have documents saying that it goes back 5,000, a minimum. Wow, that's That's amazing. Well, and I also want to say before we start talking about yoga, I am not going to specify, you know, Bikram versus vinyasa versus, you know, all these really cool fusion yogas. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to kind of divide it into two types of yoga called static or, you know, not moving, which is all of our posing yogas, um, and then movement yogas, which would be like your vinyasas and your uh, your flows and all of those things, because they actually do different things, and I want to make a case for why we should actually be doing both. So um, let me jump right in, and I just want to let everybody know that the entire first section of our show is going to be about Heat. Now, first, before I even go into heat, you guys all know with fascia blasting, we're all about heat, and I'm going to tell you why. But, Bart, give us the contraindications of people who cannot globally heat, like medications, uh, conditions, things like that. Uh, yes, and any sort of circulation issue, deep vein thrombosis, thrombophobitis, um, a, if you're acute injury, you're that inflammation stage, you don't want to do any of that. Um, it's because anytime you increase blood flow, if you have a, a blood clot issue or anything like that, it's just going to cause worse symptoms. So we don't want to do any of that. Well, and we have a lot of people that reach any, out and say, my doctor told me, you know, not to get too hot. I'm thinking of it's, some other syndromes. But, and I mean, uh, any sort like of... Like Epstein-Barr and... No, I mean, I, mean I, I don't think... I think heat is fine for those because heat is good for the nervous system. The nervous mm-hmm. system likes heat. Mm-hmm. It helps increase the ability of it so with those people you just don't it's the it's the heat pack on them for Mm -hmm. that long they might not feel it so you just it's put a towel on in between a heat pack make sure you're not doing it too long um any sort of conditions like like epstein-barr um parkinson's any nervous system issue diabetes stuff like that you're gonna have decreased sensation so you just gotta you're not the regular person you have to take a little bit more yes exactly you have to Pay attention a little bit more to how long it's been on there, how often you're doing it. But that's more local heat versus global heat. So um, here's the good thing. If you are someone out there and you're worried about global heat, because I've had people say, oh, I can't get in the sauna or my doctor told me not to get in the hot tub, you can always inbox us on Facebook and we'll we'll go through it. But what what is even considered hot yoga, uh, Olivia? What's the temperature that people are doing it around these days? Generally 105 degrees. If you're talking about hot, hot yoga, Um, but it ranges between 90 and 105. Okay, so I have seen a huge variance, and I'm going to go ahead and put you guys on blast because I'm going to be there in two weeks, and if you want to show up and have an argument with me, I'll be in Manhattan Beach. But I've been to the, they call it Hatha Yoga, H-A-U-T-E Yoga, and we are doing it at like 120, which by the way, I love, and I think my patio is about 120 today (laughs) in full heat. Yeah, so I, as long as, 
you're not to the point where you're vomiting or becoming dizzy because of overcirculation, then I'm okay with the range of heat. And I, in my, my opinion is kind of the hotter, hotter, the better, as long as you have a toleration for it. Uh, Olivia, do you agree with that? Disagree with that? Yeah, I really think it depends on the person as well. You know your body, and if you're feeling like it's too much, then you need to go in a class that's maybe a little less hot. There are classes that are more advanced that are hotter, and then there's some, like 105 is actually, you know, when you're exercising is, is quite hot. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really varying on the body. It just, it's how do you do with it? For me, I can do the hotter the better, just like you. Yeah, but I think Bart too. Except for he doesn't l- love my patio. Him and Steven will run. <laughs> they run when I do yoga. <laughs> and you got to be worried about like how long you do it. If you're mm-hmm. if you're just coming straight into a hot yoga class, you've you've never done it before. You might not be able to do the entire class. Right. Some of them are ninety I mean, minutes, and and that's okay. Like some, I think we're, everybody's trying to be tough and like I can do it and just yep. pour. And then you spend days just hydrating and you feel like crap and you don't right. know and so it's just yep i think nausea easy. and vomiting is a good measure of heat steve's pointing at himself i took my whole family to hardcore manhattan beach california a hot yoga studio mm-hmm. and i think we we definitely contributed some vomit to uh, <laughs> to that yoga studio but what i do want to talk about with heat that's so incredible is what heat in general does for fascia and i've explained it like this in a video before but i think it's definitely prudent to talk about it on the show is that it's not just the blood flow that changes the fascia which is what a lot of people think it's actually the temperature because we've seen it in in um dissection that you can heat the fascia so if you think of it like here's an extreme version you know how ice can be you know ice or water or it can be full-on steam and those are clearly three very very different properties the fascia has the ability to do that somewhat so in other words if you are completely cold and i i haven't found any research bart you jump in if you have but i don't know what temperatures designate when it's kind of more in that less flexible state almost like a, uh, a, I would say more like saran wrap. That's probably the least amount of flex that it has. And then it can move into a state of being almost like jello where you can really, really pull it. And we've seen that up under the microscope. Do you have any idea the, uh, the not on, temperature? Not an official study or like an, I can't give you an exact temperature because it varies based on person. I'm sure all you exercise gurus out there have heard about METs, like how many meds mm-hmm. am I doing? And that's a that's a relative term of like how intense an exercise is. I think like I don't call me like five is like if I'm just walking and I can talk at the same time. Well, if you're if you're um sorry I lost the train of thought for a second. Um, so for <laughs> the fascia, it has meds. to um, get off the meds and come back with us. Yeah. So um, in order for the tissue to be malleable, to be manipulated, to be plastic, it has to have the right amount of energy mm-hmm. and put into the tissue. So energy can be from a whole slew of different ways. It can be through hot water. It can be through mm-hmm. sauna, mm-hmm. steam, mm-hmm. friction, exercise. Preach. Any, I mean, all of those things. Well, and by the way, those of you who follow us faithfully, I, I'm sure you keep hearing it. I mean, we have the most creative women 
on the planet doing the Fashion Blaster. They are using infrared lights that they're getting at Home Depot. They are putting, um, you know, steamers in their bathroom. But what I think everybody is coming to the same conclusion, like the reason why yoga is more effective in heat is the same reason that fascia blasting is more um, effective in heat. And that's because you're actually changing the tissue prior to the manipulation, which yes. is what we're going to get into is how, what is actually happening physiologically when you are doing yoga. But um, make sure that we're clear as we go to break that we are all saying, me, Olivia, and Bart, heat, 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 heat. Get your heat. Get it on any way it that just, you can. <laughs> it just makes everything so easy. The body loves environments that make stuff easier. So for healing, that's why cold is so good. I mean, it's just the body loves cold for healing, but it loves heat for moving. Mm-hmm. It just makes it better. The body loves blow, getting blood flow, getting to oxygen to the muscles. I mean, I mean, the Tour de France is going on right now. Those guys are all about getting blood flow to their mm-hmm. to their muscles. Absolutely, because it's oxygen, they can go longer. So that's their way of heat. So I mean, it's depending on the activity is heat. Heat helps. With movement, heat helps with healing eventually, and it's just a process. You heat and we'll talk about the difference after. between the hot and cold in right. another segment because we I have that in my notes here. But when you are prepping your body for movement to burn fat, do these poses, do the stretching, do fascia blasting, go do any type of movement, heat is a much better environment. So go to your LA Fitness or wherever you are at where they blow those cold fans on you or those bikes that. <laughs> Cool you off and tell them to turn that crap off and let's get hot together. All right, we're going to move into our commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to actually talk about what happens physiologically with the heat. So don't go anywhere. Don't go. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Billionaire Healthcare. Brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention, it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you, young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women. The fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit FashaBlaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A Blaster.com. We are bombarded with information daily about happy life strategies, beauty products, and business success ideas. Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. Shelly will explore and recommend proven business ideas as well as show you how to use the law of attraction to create health, happiness, and a prosperous business. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. 
to connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. All right, everybody, welcome back. I just wanted to touch before we move on to the two different types of yoga. And again, I'm doing a gross generalization, so don't get mad at me for this. I'm talking about movement type yogas versus posing type yogas. But I I just want to go back to the heat and go into what is happening physiologically in the cell with heat, which this is you, Bart. This is what you just wrote a whole blog on. Right. So... So what happens is when you when you apply heat, either it, it causes vasodilation of the muscles. So the blood vessels open up and blood flow is allowed to get there. And at the cellular level, there's certain things that the blood brings. It brings what we the connective tissue cells. This are the healing properties of the body. Those come in. Those are the fibroblasts and the fibroclasts that are responsible for either breaking down the tissue if it's unhealthy, if it's a fascial adhesion, or if it's I mean, uh, lipoma, whatever the tissue is, it'll either break it down and the fibroblasts will come in and build it back up. And and then that's why we include activation to get that to be strong. So that And let me translate in. Nerdville. Um, <laughs> what we're saying is that when, when blood gets to the cell, whether that's through heat or whether, like once we start moving in yoga and stretching in yoga, then there's going to be even more blood. Yes. But when you increase collagen uptake and decrease the breaking down, that's called youth, people. <laughs> so, that's called <laughs> youth. Yes. Healing, and that's why so many people look so good. I remember one of the things when I started doing hot yoga, I was like, wow, nobody in here has cellulite. It's not because yoga is good for cellulite. It's because yoga is good for the cells. And if it's good for the cells, it's good for the fascia. If it's good for the fascia, it's good for cellulite. So I'm definitely going to jump on board with that. (laughs) And and also, along with those connective tissue cells that come, you bring in the the blood cells, the ones that have the oxygen, the ones that are responsible for your lymphatic system, the white blood cells, the the macrophages. They all come in, and they're they're responsible for detoxing, getting rid of the lymphatic uh, cells. yeah, lymphatic acid buildup, mm-hmm. lactic acid buildup, mm-hmm. just whatever is in Basically the body. Basically, any garbage that's in our body. It's, it's the garbage man of the <laughs> exactly. body. I mean, your body can, has everything in it that can heal if you put the right stimulation to it. The body is just like everything else. It needs a signal to start something. And one of the ways that we believe the fascia blaster works is it starts that signal. It activates mm-hmm. mechanoreceptors. It activates the body. Mechanoreceptors is what I want to talk about because I think that everybody that's watching us, I think that everybody knows that stretching is good. I think we've certainly made a case that heat is good. Um, in, in the body hack show, we talked a lot about how posing was good, um, you know, kind of orthopedically to retrain um, the nervous system to be more um, stable and direct. So I think that's kind of already been established. And Steve, you can watch them on the um, comments and make sure that they are comfortable with that. But I think let's just make that the given that that yoga in general is good for all of those things. But the uh, what I want to do is link it to the kinds of things that people don't talk about. And I'm going to just give you a warning, warning. This is a little sciencey, but what we're saying is that in order to really establish, you know, youth, health, 
um, detoxing, all of those things that you don't want to just do a thing. We're definitely right. making a case in terms of mechanoreceptors and just give them the simplest definition for what a mechanoreceptor is. Don't go into these four. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go no, into those. No, um, <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, what a mechanoreceptor is, they're sensory nerve endings that respond to mechanical tension and or pressure. So basically they're, they're like they receive the information and then they give it back to the brain yep. and then the brain is controlling everything else. So for instance, if we're stressed out, we want our distal mechanoreceptors to say, Hey brain, chill out. Because then when the brain chills out, then the body chills out. Is and that a pretty simple it, way yes, to say yes. it? <laughs> and and, and the, the, the best way to put it is these things it's only so recently that we thought they were pain receptors the entire time. No, we just, it's in the last 20 years we found these things and what we've connected them to is that they cause changes globally in the body. They act, it's not just like I'm, I'm using it on my quad and my quad's the only part mm-hmm, that's getting relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's proven that my, it's causing global body relaxation. This is why yoga is good. Yoga activates a certain type of That's a really good place for um, Olivia to chime in on a personal level because I know that she does yoga and hot yoga and she's very well aware of biomechanics. But Olivia, speak to, you know, you had so many physical issues, but the the yoga and the heat and the fascia blaster and the cardio and all the other diet, all the other stuff that we have talked about gave you a, a a global result. So talk a little bit about that with yoga specifically, like what's happened in your own realize, Especially when you're able to heat in that way, because I, I tried doing yoga without heat. It was very difficult for me um, because of the body issues that I have. So I, I only do yoga and heat. And if I'm, if I'm doing yoga at home, I'm already very hot from exercising. And what people don't realize is that when you heat like that, fascia, fascia is dynamic and it's fluid. And so when you're moving in a way through yoga, which is very fluid and dynamic as well, uh, you open up those lines and you're able to connect on a global level, like Bart was saying, because you're balancing everything. Everything feels like it's one unit. Um, and that really helped me personally when I would have pain in my arch and then suddenly pain on, you know, my right shoulder. And then they would both go away at the same time when I was doing maybe a half moon, a half moon pose, um, mm-hmm. which is where you're arching to your side. Everything mm-hmm. would open up laterally and it would, it would all connect. And when mm-hmm. your fascia is open and fluid like that, when there's heat, it really is accessible in that way. And that's what really helped me. No, I think that's huge because what you're talking about is actually stretching and opening um, long lines of fascia, which all of this, by the way, is going to be posted. So the social media team, go ahead and post all these long lines of fascia. A lot of the poses and even some of the fluid movements are tapping into those long fascia lines. So that's giving us the orthopedic side of it to where it's it's loosening but then there's that neurological side like we're talking about where the mechanoreceptors it's, are basically like having a party and saying woohoo yeah, it's this is why <laughs> the, it's the same science behind why massage is good why yoga makes you feel better you feel relaxed doing it i almost think it's the same science as meditation it's it is and, and it's very it's very close except meditation is more on the, the brain side of it versus right. the body side of it so you're activating and if you could do both at the same time, which, by the way, many yoga practices do. In other words, mm-hmm. 
they are talking, it's, it's so scientific. It's not just the brain body connection. So everything we've been talking about is physiologically, yeah. meaning your body, giving your brain the we, good stuff. We and even, then if you add the meditation in with it, either separate or during yoga, then you're adding that. So it's like I mean, a, it really should be one word. It should be body, mind, mind, body. You're exactly right. It's just, it's, they can't go one without the other. And, no, and, and the fact that it's separated, and, and primarily in, in Western medicine it's separated, is is really backwards, I think. And, and I know Ashley agrees because absolutely really can't don't have even get one without gone. the other. No, we really can't because your, your brain chemicals and your brain signals, particularly now that we know that those are traveling through the fascia, you, you can't separate anything. You can't separate your toe from your stressful day the day before. Right. I mean, they're the same thing. And, and I'm glad you said that. You, you were talking about <laughs> the, the brain, the chemicals and stuff, and, and it's all connected. When these mechanoceptors react, are activated, the hypothalamus sends the neurotransmitters out to mm-hmm. the body, and they the, the signal is better. It's a stronger contraction. It, as well as with, with the heat, your nervous system relaxes more. You're, I'm you're so glad that you said that right. because we only have three minutes, but I still think it's important <laughs> to talk about these four things so all my nerve people get ready. And, and in fact, we'll post the science blog. Go ahead and do that because we, we have diagrams of this. But there are actually four types of mechanoreceptors that are found in the fascia. Hold on. Stop the presses. Can we say that again? There are four <laughs> types of mechanoreceptors found in, in the, the- Fascia. It is not. <laughs> Twenty years ago, when I started doing this, this was not proven. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited to say yes. This is 100 percent proven. We have a beautiful little chart on it, and that is your type one Golgi tendon, type two Pacini, type three Ruffini, type four interstitial. And what's so interesting is that the first three types, and it doesn't really matter what the names are, but the first three types of mechanoreceptors. Um, are going off when you do both types of yoga, whether it's movement or whether you're doing poses. And then the fourth one, the interstitial, has to have palpation, which it's made me so excited sensation. because, of course, that makes a case like do your yoga and fascia blast right afterwards because you're literally with just doing that, getting you're, all four types of your mechanoreceptors. Absolutely. So you're sending messages to the brain. Happy messages, Which basically. Is, and, it's, and it's also why, like we were saying, you, you can do multiple different things. It's not just one yoga is the best, no, one exercise is the best, one mm-hmm. treatment is the best. All of them combined are there for a reason. They're there to get different stuff. I mean, if we had one thing that got everything all at once, I mean, medicine wouldn't be there. <laughs> There'd be a pill to activate everything. I mean, okay, don't look at me right like, now because you know I'm going to go design a video yeah. series that <laughs> activates know, like, So, like, the, the point is, is, there, there's a reason why they all exist and do them all differently. The, the, uh, stimulate the body. The nervous system loves being challenged. It loves different te- sensations. It, it, it makes it stronger unit and you're more effective as a, as a biological being and a mm-hmm. mover. Mm-hmm. Can we just take a moment to say Hashtag how preach. the body is? so we do have a commercial break to go uh to so what i want to do is go ahead and take that and then i want you guys thinking about um the precautions of yoga because we certainly have gone off about how many you know wonderful things uh that can happen with yoga and what's happening with fascia but i also want to give the precautions because i've seen some scary stuff happening in yoga classes so we'll talk a little bit about that oh yeah when we come back from this commercial break 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Billionaire Healthcare. Brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you, young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women. The fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the yoga edition of Billionaire Healthcare. We're getting a lot of questions, so I just wanted to let you guys know if you're on the live feed and you are asking questions that we will go ahead and answer those. Um, And a shout out to my social media people. Honestly, all of the links that we sent you, everything that was in our outline and the science blog um, and the pictures, just go ahead and post them as we're going because we can always go back and and comment on those. So um, what I want to talk about is where we can have yoga go wrong. Um, so, the, and it's not even just yoga. I just want to, just, let's just call it for a minute, stretching, stretching of any type. I am not a fan of cold stretching at all. I'm talking about you get up, you get out of bed. I'm not talking about where you just kind of go, ah, you know, whatever. That I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about trying to go from a dead sleep uh, into stretching or um not having any type of a warm-up at all. And you know what? We're all guilty of it. I know for me, I am the worst snowboarder ever. I'm just thinking about how cold it is 
and I just throw on my clothes and go get on the lift. That's probably <laughs> not good. So excited. That's why. I know. I think maybe my excitement heats me up. But let's talk about why <laughs> you wouldn't do cold stretching and how one could go about doing a warm up if they just wanted a quick stretch. It doesn't necessarily have to be a yoga class. Go ahead, um, Olivia. You chime in here with uh, some ways that you can just get warm. Uh, outside of a yoga class, we're just talking about in general. Um, yeah, like if you were about to go to a yoga class or you were going to fashion yeah, class I mean, or you were going to go, go take, on a walk. Even, or... even if you don't have a whole lot of space or anything, just go take a walk. Mm-hmm. Like warm, warm up by just moving your body. Go take a walk if you've got, uh, if you've got some kind of cardio equipment. Jump on it for five to ten minutes even just to warm up your body enough. I can so that tell you, you in go the NFL, that's like the go-to. Well, and baseball, that's the go-to, right? Yep. Is to get on the exercise bike. Yeah, exercise bike, elliptical, um, I mean, even I've I seen also the think master. the temperature of your your room or your space. I know for me, I have heaters in the seats in my car, so turning those on. Um, when I first start my cardio, even if I'm out in public, which y'all all know, I work out at home now. Um, I would wear like a full on like Rocky style suit. It, why don't we do this? Even in pro sports, it makes me crazy. I honestly think that before a game, we should see people in those seven dollar Hershey did. Kiss suits. A lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff that y'all don't see is, like, they have, like, three different kinds of sweat jackets that they're wearing. I mean, one of my, the one of the best players, he's a future Hall of Famer. No matter what the temperature is, he's wearing a full-on hoodie and sweatpants at practice. Well, oh, my God. He is Ashley Blair. I think we should start and, a Fashion Hall of Fame. And, yeah, I mean, I don't as, want to mention his name, but he's a, a, a future Hall of Famer out there. And, yeah. I mean, As a dancer growing up, we would wear two sets of warm-ups. We'd yeah. have our tights on. I would have a sweater on over everything and then also sweatpants because you and, don't get in the I, mean, I don't know where we lost this because it used to be really common in wrestling, which, by the way, is kind of yoga. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so if, if we're, we're wearing these Hershey kiss suits and sweatsuits and we go back to the old school Rocky movies, it's like we were onto it and then all of a sudden we decided to become naked and wear Lululemon. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. But I, and I I'm know, saying we throw it back. And this is all the people it old school. Who, can't, who can't heat up, and they're like, "How do I heat? I can't seem to get hot enough." Get on the bike and throw some clothes on. Throw your ski jacket on and see if you can get hot. <laughs> I like, love it. The ski jacket. Okay. So, in other words, don't don't go to yoga class <laughs> naked and cold, um, and just be aware of cold stretching because your fascia is actually brittle, and it's not that you're. I mean, you are maybe a little more at risk for injury, but you're just not going to get a good stretch. That's the bottom line. Being it's, cold, you're not going to get and, the result. And, and that, that decreased nerve signal is there. If, if, you, if you don't have it, if, like if, you're, if you're tense, if you're cold, I mean, you just don't have the conduction right. that, uh, that if you were hot. It's well, what like, do you think your brain's going to tell your body? It's certainly not going to tell it to stretch and open and yeah, activate. It's, it's going to go wrong energy mode. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go wrong nervous system. Because it doesn't want you to, to tear anything. That's, that, that's what your brain's telling your body. Don't tear me. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't tear me and you're scaring me. Okay, so exactly. I think we beat that one to death. Okay, all right. So um, I also, this is another one of my things. Oh, my gosh. In pro sports, I've seen it so much, Bart. I know you're going to see red, but sustained stretching, meaning getting in like a lunge and holding it. 
pre-event for anything. Why? Tell them, Bart, why, why, why should we be, be doing more st- fluid well, stretching? And it's just, it's been in the, even since I was in school, the first couple of years, it wasn't. Which was not that it, long it, ago. It, it, they told us to not even do dynamic stretching. With dynamic stretching is where you're, you see the high knees, the butt kicks, the karaoke. I mean, that's what is, is best now because of the heat, because of the blood flow, because you're stretching fascial lines, because you're getting your hips moving, you're getting stuff activated. That's why dynamic movement stretching is better. But I better. swear to you, I've seen it in Olivia. I know you're going to say the same thing. Like, think about dancers. You see them, mm-hmm. you know, in a split, leaning forward. And I'm like, no, you need to be moving. And same thing, I I literally saw a pro team. I'm mm-hmm. tempted to call them out by name. <laughs> but they were out there doing, like, their group, you know, kind of wood chop things and then, like, hold. And, and, that's, and that's just based but on. But why in the world are we still doing that? My the, God, we've had so much time. That's on your, your strength staff, your athletic training staff, whoever. Sometimes, the, I'm going to say the athletes also, like, they kind of, they're like, well, I like, I like getting stretched a little bit. So they're going to. What the athlete wants, the athlete gets. Like, so sometimes they're such good at knowing their bodies. That's what they want. That's what they've been doing for forever. And that's why it happens. But it's scientifically, no, it's not the best way to do it. It's yeah, so our, here's our last little statement on this. If you are about to do any kind of event of any type, a, a sport, a, an activity, including yoga, um, you don't want to do sustained stretching and holding as a uh, warm-up. It's, it's a waste of time. And it, I actually think that it has a lot to do when we were talking about the mechanoreceptors. Yep. It just puts our brain in a, it's in the wrong nervous system to perform. It's in the so nervous system to relax. To relax. And you know what's so funny? I have to always put things in layman's terms. I always talk about the two different nervous systems. One of them's like cocaine and one of them's like weed. So you do not <laughs> want to go be That's ready it. to sprint and be on the, <laughs> yeah, the right. weed nervous system. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, awesome. so I do want to talk about um, another thing that I don't don't love about yoga. I think that we should have more um, bars, more uh, you know poles, more things to hold on to because I am not a fan of someone trying to stretch and balance at the same time. How do you feel about that, Olivia? Uh, to stretch and balance at the same time. Um, yeah, like say you're doing you know like the prep where you you know, just holding like in a butt kick position and you're on one leg and people are trying to take it into, you know, warrior pose or something like that. But like their ankles moving all around. Like I I feel like at least in your brain, you're kind of doing the, oh no. And then the, okay, but I need to release. And you're really not getting the balance or the stretch. That's why I don't like doing them at the same time. I think think if you're having a difficult time balancing, you shouldn't be moving at all. I know. I agree. <laughs> but but if you're somebody who's holding it and can easily flow into the next exercise and you're using all of your muscles, you know, that's part of yoga flow. Um yeah. I, I don't know I don't know that that's necessary. I mean in my I I trust your opinion. Um in my <laughs> in my opinion, I don't know that it's bad as long as, as you're doing it right. I mean, I really think it depends on on how skilled you are at balancing and how and how stable you are in your core. If you're not I, stable, this then no, is you where the modifications come in because for instance, like what I just said about like holding your foot at your butt behind you, I'm Mm -hmm. fine. If you're like, say you're holding onto something and you're in that position and you're stretching your quad and you're firing your core and you find balance and you can balance and stretch at the same time. 
I'm all for that. I'm talking about the people who are wiggling and falling out of poses yeah. and trying to trying to That's- push a stretch. Uh, you know, but they, they're, they're getting neither. So I guess what I'm saying is find the balance first and then the stretch will come. And part of classic yoga will teach you that you're not supposed to move forward if that's the place that you're in. Mm -hmm. You should be staying and meditating and Mm -hmm. thinking about your body in that position and being able to find the balance and find your center. That's, that's what ancient yogis would have taught you. They would have never let you go into the next just because Mm -hmm. you're in a class. So, uh, well, and I so think that that's actually on my list of like just not being a show off because everybody wants the pretty in pose, you know, and everybody wants to pull their leg out in front of them and lay their head on it. But the reality is, is that if you're in yoga to get the benefit of yoga, you have to have the stability before you can have the stretch. And even if you modify it and listen, me and Olivia are super injured. If you guys don't know my history, I mean, I've had 22 surgeries, including a hip replacement for me to stand on my right leg by itself is so difficult. (laughs) Yeah. So there's so many times like, you know, I'm just thinking of different poses where you're supposed to maybe squat and lift one leg. Um, I can take my right over my left, no problem. But if I have to actually stabilize the right, it's not happening. So I go down on two feet and I get in a squat and I just kind of go up on one toe. So I think this is where... Whenever Ashley and I do yoga together, we we always stand next to each other because we're the ones... We're like triple yoga. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, actually, I think we do pretty well, but especially now. But I think... um, But but we do modify you know we don't do everything like everyone else because we we have to work around other issues and that's what everybody should be doing because everyone's got something going on right and it's okay to it's okay to not be the all-star yoga i mean as long as you're getting the benefits of yoga and the fascia treatment and everything who i mean who cares if you can't do the the expert level technique i mean it's only a benefit if it's helping you that's right (laughs) you know if if it's um, not helping you then it's then it's not worth it Right, and you know when you guys do those long poses and you're stre- you're doing the lateral stretches and stuff. What that do is doing to the body. It's the body is learning how to what positions is mm-hmm. allowable. It is this the, is huge. The That's proprioceptive huge feedback. Mm-hmm. So when I, when you get into whatever pose you're in, you're training the body to either to get into that position and relax and, and tell the body's learning. It's like, hey, it's okay to be here. It's not going into sympathetic. Uh, fight or flight system. It's it's going to go to the parasympathetic, which is relax and just and like global That's body. That's the cocaine tension. and weed. I yes. told you it's easier exactly. to come. And you've got to train. I mean, so yoga is just another train. It's training the nervous system. It's training the body to get into safe positions, and the body just the which is what we safe. need to talk about when we come back is the misalignments and what to look for and actually that's the last segment of the show so everybody hang tight I hope that you're learning a lot we're going to go to some of your um, viewer questions and uh, then after the show again we'll have the modification so everybody just stick around your life your health your network you're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. 
The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention, it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you. Young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women, the fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Hey, everybody. Welcome back on this Wednesday to another edition of Billionaire Healthcare. This one's been really fun. I think we have so many viewers that do yoga that I feel like we're just having like a a slumber party that Bart got invited to to talk about about yoga. But I do want to just go ahead and mention, and I know we're throwing up this link, make sure this is a huge one. One of my favorite shows was the one, Olivia, that you and I did in L.A. called Body Hacks. Body Hacks. Because the bottom line is what Bart was saying just as we go to commercial break is that everything that we do, including the way we sit and the way we stand and the way we move, including if we do yoga, um, it's telling our brain that's how we're supposed to do it. And so it's super duper important that we are aligned. And one of the things that I see in in yoga classes even when the instructors are really good because trust me I've been to some great yoga classes um I actually took an instructor's class in the Bikram room where it was like 600 people and he called me out personally it was not fun Uh, we were in there for about four hours doing yoga one day um but you know I don't think that typical yoga defines alignment the same way that we do so what I want to do is just kind of go through and again this posture is going to be post in a link it'll be my friend joanna um and if you're listening on voice america you can always just go to the live feed search the bar on fascia blasters on facebook and find this but at the end of the day it has to do with having pressure right in the middle of your foot which kind of falls between the second and third toe and then having your knee be straight with the ankle and the foot having the hip be directly over the knee, having the pelvis be perfectly not anteriorly tilted, not posteriorly tilted, but neutral. And even in, I don't know if they've stopped this in physical therapy and ATC and all the schooling that you went through, but neutral used to be defined as a pain-free place, which is that gone now? Well, because neutral is neutral, in my opinion. It's straight up and down. they, they, They teach you about neutral pelvis position, but it really, until you learn it from someone there's not one global technique on how to get a neutral pelvis. So I well, then I'm going to say I am saying people. right now go to that picture where you can see Marcus with the foam roller. Exactly. No, because and, I define it by two and, fingers and, and four fingers. And exactly. And that's about and, and, as scientific as you can get. And, and, and that's, that's exactly right. That's, I mean, that technique 
I've heard of it before, but it's not, I'm telling you, it's not globally taught. Like, right. it depends on who, like, if I go up to someone else with the same schooling, they might set, learn a different Okay, so for stuff. our viewers, since you're listening to our show, <laughs> we're posting what neutral pelvis is, but we want to have the pelvis be exactly straight up and down so that the spine can then align. you got to check in your spine for kyphosis and lordosis, which is too much arch and too much hump, which I've seen your pictures. You guys have it. And then we also have to check for rotations, which Olivia had a triple rotation that we talked about in body hacks. It was super gnarly. But I will say this, um, and I'm speaking specifically to B because I'm not sure if other types of yoga do this, but a lot of times people will tell you to lift and flare your ribs. Um, and that to me is a huge no-no for alignment. Um, I like the ribs tacked down and I like contraction of the upper and ribs lower. Ribs on top of it, it, yep. it seems like breathing might be a little hard in that position. And, mm-hmm. and if your breathing's hard, the body's going to just start freaking out a little bit. So like well, you don't want to have that big arch and just have the breathing altered a little bit. I mean, that might be not my specialty, but like if you're, no, it's movement. I mean, I think at the end of the day, movement is movement. Like I'm thinking specifically of half moon, Olivia. I've been in Mm -hmm. classes. I think you've been in one with me where, you know, you've got your arms over your head and you you want to scapular arching your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't want to arch. And they actually do tell you to like, you know, stick your ribs out and do all of that. What I would say is that is out of alignment. And that's where if you are an Ashley black follower, you're just going to have to be ballsy and do it your way. Because I know specifically that they tell you not to. And hopefully over time we can have our own certifications and kind of more aligned yoga. But that's one of my um, pet peeves is that. (laughs) And misalignments are what causes these, these these uh, issues down the road, like, like I just have back pain that won't go away. My hips are always jammed, like hamstring. It like, just like issues are caused unless it's a bit unless you fall and like hit your knee or something. Unless a big event happens, misalignments are what causes injury. That means- well, and misalignments are what causes fascial recoil. So if you're trying to get rid of cellulite, or you're trying to be pain free, or you're trying to address fibromyalgia. Being in alignment, that's 90% of it. Exactly. So, and Olivia, I want you to speak to specifically yoga. So let's just say somebody, you know, all of us women, we tend to like be nice and we don't want to like not do what the instructor says. But if we make the choice to say separate the feet a little bit and get a little bit more balance or we choose not to flare our ribs when we do half moon, um, talk about long-term what that can do to someone by doing yoga wrong over and over. Oh, wow. Well, you're programming your neuro to start to stand that way. So if you're doing it consistently, you're going to be starting to move and stretch in that position. And if you're training your neuro to do that and you are out of alignment, you're going to set yourself up for a pull or a tear and while you're stretching and trying to get deeper and deeper, you will set yourself up for an injury and you will, you will get there. Like it's, it's inevitable. Well, and, you know, we have talked an awful lot about neuro. I think we've all been hanging around Kathleen too long. Um, so out, out of neuro, um, I'm going to let Bart, I, we, have, we haven't talked about this at all, but think about this when you stretch or pose out of alignment over and over. What does that do to you orthopedically as far as muscle imbalance? You're, yeah, you're, you're training the body to not fire the right muscles, not be in the correct position, and the body just compensates and adapts. It's like, hey, if he's not going to do it, then this is how life is, and then mm-hmm. stuff breaks down. Well, I'm going to start inf- 
that my that hips out. Well, it hurts me, so I'm going to throw inflammation at it to try to. Yep. Well, you know what? I can speak to this personally. In fact, I got up. If anybody is watching the live feed, you can see that I have like a really terrible hairdo today, and that's because (laughs) I went and did hot yoga because I wanted it to be fresh on my mind. And one of the things that I am a cheater at is if I slightly turn my right foot out, I have so much more balance than if I keep it straight. And so today I was trying to do, I don't actually know the name of the pose, but where you, you know, bend forward and, uh, you know, put your arms out and then you put your leg out so that you're like forming Mm -hmm. the letter T. And I straight up could not do that with my foot straight and my hip. I could feel it clicking in and out Mm -hmm. of socket. And I think how many times did I go into a yoga class and, 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 do it wrong because I wanted to be a part of the class. And and what did that do to my hip? And by the way, when I started to do it right, instead of cheating around it, it made my hip hurt, which is okay because what it told me was I need to work on that pose and I need to work on that on one leg and Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, balance it and and not try to go too crazy. And I think that every viewer out there has something like that. They just, work straight through it. And what I'm telling you, I'm going to be mama bear. Don't, don't do it. Actually work on making your body better instead of trying to make your yoga class look better. And you're talking about balancing stick and balancing stick is really, really easy. I see people in yoga do it all the time. They lift their hips so that they can get the the legs straighter. So they're balancing more on one leg because you have to pull your hip down so that you're actually squared. Um, and yep. that's very difficult to do with your leg up all the way. It's so also very hard say, in the capsule. And so many yes. people have jacked psoas and terrible capsules. Mm-hmm. So I in would fact, say it's just very hard on my left hip for that reason. <laughs> so I would say lower your leg down. Don't have it up so much. Find yep. the balance and get strong in your capsule first. And then you can start to come up into that T position. Okay, so I'm going to wrap the show up because we're about at the two-minute mark here. So number one, warm up before yoga. Number two, do yoga in a warm environment. Number three, be aware of what's happening in terms of your nervous system. And then number four, be aware of what's happening with your alignment. Because if you can combine all of those things together in a yoga class um, or yoga that you do at home, then you are really in for a treat and you're really in for a long-term result. And I'm going to end the show in a really interesting way. I don't know if you guys know this about Olivia, but Olivia is the most talented singer. And as you guys know, I've been doing kind of like some motivation of the day and the song of the day and she has graciously agreed to give away one of her songs called (laughs) Forbidden and the link will be post Um, but I'm going to go ahead and just let you sing we've got 30 seconds give them a little (laughs) taste of your song and um, you guys can all fashion blast or do yoga to uh, Miss Olivia Henry go for it sister thank you so much Ash and just check out the link and download the free song thanks guys thanks for the freebie sister everybody loves something free Forbidden, maybe that's this fruit. How we got the thoughts and I wish for to step on. Slip, slip, sound of pieces, drip, drip, fly, sideways. Go check it out. <laughs> All right, and you guys join us next week for Billionaire Healthcare, same time, same place. We actually only have one more show this season, and I'm going to be coming to you international people from Sapporo, Japan. Yo! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in this week. 
Billionaire Healthcare with Ashley Black can be heard live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, be the best you. 